This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So good morning, everyone. Great to have you here at New Church Live. I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair. Big hello as well to our online audience. So I want to get started this week. You know, we're talking about Head Bullies Part 2. And I want to do a real quick Head Bully Hall of Fame. All right? So what I'm going to do is, is I want you to conjure up, you know, what was we talked about a bit were some head bullies that showed up for you this week. And head bullies are those voices that are always in our head, always giving us, uh, shall we say, bad information. What were the head bullies for you? What was, what was a real Hall of Fame one? I'm going to come around. Let's get like three, four, or five of them just to get us warmed up for our head bully of the week. So if you raise your hand, I'm going to be around with a microphone, and then just say your head bully, and we move right on. All right, who's brave enough to go first? There we go. You didn't follow through again with the goal that you had. You didn't follow through again with the goal that you had. Nobody wants what you have to offer. Nobody wants what you have to offer. I I thought I saw a hand back here in the back, Marcus. Everything's fine, and you're still angry. (laughs) Everything's fine, and you're still angry. Amen, brother. Uh Uh-oh, this looks a lot like 1930s Germany. (laughs) Could be some political things in there. What else? Why did you say that? They're going to think you're stupid. Yes, they're going to think you're stupid. They're going to think you're stupid. Give those people a round of applause, folks. So we can see with head bullies, like it can go all over the place, right? And, and, and it goes left, it goes right, it goes all kinds of different directions. And it's important to understand that, that from New Church, what we believe is not that people get possessed by demons. We're going to read a story that says that, but not that we believe that. But that those, those bad thoughts can kind of get into our heads. And that they can actually hurt. They can actually hurt us. They can, they can keep us from being who God intended us to be. So what I want to do is I want to read a story here for you, and then after, after reading the story here for you, I want, to, uh, I want to take a look at a line and talk about, yeah, what's the nature of this stuff? And given the nature of it, how is it that we can really start to deal with it? So this is from Matthew 8, and this is talking about Jesus. It's the same story we read last week, but I want you to hear it again. But Jesus arrived at the other side of the lake. Two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent so that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God, they shouted. Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out and send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, and he said a simple word. See who was paying attention from last week. said a simple word. The word was go. Just simply said go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into the town, and reported all this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded. When they saw him, they pleaded, leave us alone. And they pleaded with him to leave the region. It's, it, it's, it's a beautiful story in so many ways, and it, it sounds kind of odd to our modern ears. Like, that's kind of strange. That's kind of like exorcist stuff. And underneath it, there's an incredibly important truth for us to be aware of. 
incredibly important. It gets to this line. This is what I want to focus on today. Jesus said to them, let's say the G-O word really loud. Jesus said to them, go, said to them, go. So they came out. In other words, these, these, this, this evil spirits, these head bullies went into the pigs and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Now that, that may sound like, wow, that's a little dramatic, Chuck. But there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a truth here underneath it that I think is just absolutely brilliant. If you notice in this story, First off, here come these two, these two demon-possessed men out of this cemetery. And you notice, first off, Christ doesn't go up and sort of take them on in a wrestling match. He knows, like, they're not in their, they're not in their right heads. They're not in the right place. And as soon as he says go, that's exactly what happens. Those, those, those demons, they flee, and they flee into the pigs. What's so important about that, folks, is this. Evil is self-destructive. The very nature of it is self-destructive. The very nature of it will seek to run out. As, as soon as we kind of see it, we, we, we just, we see how, how it just, it's self-destructive. Promise me you're all going to be, answer, you're all going to answer this honestly. Yes, please say yes. Yes, right. How many of us have broken something when we were mad? Yes. We, somebody's laughing. I got to hear that story. That sounded like Phil Merg and Phil. We got to hear that one. So, 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 so we get angry and we break stuff. I mean, I, we break tables. We break. How many of us have put our hand through glass? Like, hello, self-destructive nature. You know, we, we do that where we get upset. And, and that's, I think, what this is really talking about in a metaphor. Like, yeah, this is, this is something that, that shows how deeply, deeply self-destructive evil actually is and can be. See, God's always out to do this. God is always to out there to create and connect. Can we say create and connect together? Create and connect. That's how you know. Like, if something is out to create and connect people one to another... You know it is of God, plain and simple. Evil, on the other hand, seeks to destroy and isolate. Can we say destroy and isolate? Destroy and isolate. Anytime you are out to destroy the other, however you look at that, left to right, right to left, however you look at that, anytime you're out to destroy and isolate, it's not coming from God. Like it really is that simple. And, and that I feel like, you know, it, it, that's that third way because it calls no matter what perspective people have, it always calls them to this bigger thing. I may thoroughly disagree with you, but my job is to connect and to create. That's what God's looking for, not to destroy and isolate because that's what hell is looking for. So we need to learn more and more to stay in that place. This is what evil does. Evil breathes, in other words, in and out, bitterness, hatred, revenge, and will react self-destructively and violently to confrontation. In other words, when the head bullies really get going, and we really, really find that we're just, we're just like, man, they've got a grip on us. As the story said, often violence is part of that. Now, it may not be violence that any of us see. How many of us are challenged with internal violence? Where we really like put it inward. 
right? That's part of it, that violence that goes in as well as the violence that goes out. Again, you think about those poor men, violence guided in, and you think about those poor pigs, violence guided out. So again, we have to continually think, what is that third place? And understanding that when we see people who are in a bad space, or we see somebody who's hurt us in some way, one of the key things to remember is hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. That can start to build a little compassion, can start to build us to to maybe see it in a different way. These things, folks, are, are things we wrestle with all the time. And they are really deeply challenging. I, I know sometimes I can get totally gripped up in fear. Totally gripped up. Totally gripped up in anxiety, where the head bullies are just gone wild. As Marcus said, it can even happen on a good day. And we're going to take a look, a look at that a little bit. It can also happen on a bad day. And how do I learn that? Okay, so, so I, I know that there's these bullies. I got to learn to be this. Could you say that? I got to learn to be? I got to learn to be street smart. I got to learn where the bad neighborhoods are for me. I got to learn where are the bad alleys that I probably shouldn't walk down. You have to learn that and discover more and more how to, how to, how to put myself in the right place. Now, this is a little tricky. Can you guys pay close attention? It's a little tricky. So a lot of the time, I, um, you know, I was, I was working with someone and they were, they were talking about what their head bully challenges are. And one of the questions was, was, uh, am I enough? Like something, amen, right? Like something a lot of us wrestle with, right? Am I enough? Am I good enough? Da, 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 da. I mean, that's sort of underlying a lot of the things you folks shared. I used to believe at one point in time in my life that, that here's that question. Once I had three answers to it, I'd be good. Like answer number one, once I had this kind of success or that kind of success or that kind of success, I'd be totally fine. I would never worry about feeling I was enough again. I struggled in high school. I want the teenagers to hear this. I struggled mightily in high school, never feeling like I was enough. And then I transferred to the school, the school right across the street here. And I had, you know, I had great stuff. Like I got to be play football. I got to be captain of the football team. Wasn't any good at it, but I got to be captain. And, and I got to be president of my class. I got to be this, that, and the other thing. Do you think I felt enough then? What do you think? No. No. So in this way, it's not about these answers per se. Now, now answers are nice, and, and you want to have nice things happen, but it's, answers don't necessarily give you the answer. We need to ask who's asking. We need to be able to see it from differently. And it's a beautiful passage here from Romans that talks about that. The spirit you have received and your own spirit bear a, please say the yellow words there, the spirit you have received and your own spirit bear a, a united witness. So here's this united witness that can kind of step back. It's part where God is, part where I, my best self is, and it's simply able to observe. It's a little bit detached from all that other stuff. Now, as the band comes out, as the band comes out, I want you to think about, yeah, like, like how does that really start to work in our lives? Like, how do we take this united witness, 
and start to look at our lives in ways that can be really healthy. Instead of constantly trying to just fill it up with a bunch of good stuff. You know, I feel that can get distracting almost. Like, let's take a step back and, and sort of ask who's asking and try to look at, you know, what does that united witness look like? Because the river's wide. Like, this is hard stuff. But we can actually find those answers that help us to pass over into a much better place where our true self, where our true self actually comes to the fore. What a, what a beautiful song. You know, the river is wide. I can't cross over. And, and boy, I, I have many days I feel like that. I'm sure many of you feel that same way. I'm sure we could say we feel that way many days. The river's wide. How, how do I cross over? And these, and these voices in my head, they, they just don't seem to be, to be helping. And so how do I do that? And, and how can I find that witness part? That, that part of me that is still. A part of me that's calm. The part of me that just simply knows the answer and is able to move forward, regardless of external circumstances. Now, one of the biggest challenges, I, I think, with, with head bullies is, is, you know, oftentimes head bullies, like it's, it's easy to spot sometimes. It's easy to spot. Like sometimes you're driving down the highway or I'm driving down the highway and, and you know, I'll just have a crazy thought out of, you know, just crazy in my head. You know, and it, it's so easy to go like, yeah, that's a totally crazy thought. You know, you, you just get it. It's just like crazy. You know, uh, any of us see the movie Thelma and Louise, you know, from way back when? You know, that part where they drive off the cliff? Like, that's a crazy, I, you know, some of you have crazy thoughts. Like, oh, I'll just drive off the cliff. Doesn't make any sense. But we can have those crazy thoughts. They're very easy to dismiss, just as crazy in that moment. But the challenge is a lot of our head bullies are are really subtle, are really quiet. And they look pretty good from the outside. And I think that's part of the nature of evil in and of itself. It, it looks good, but then we start moving in and it's like, ah, oh, there's something else here. So I want to talk about this. I'm actually going to ask for volunteers from the audience. We're looking at these two words. Could you say these two words together? The word... The word great and but. So I need like, like three or four volunteers, adult volunteers who want to come up here and line up right here. So three or four adult volunteers, if you could come on forward, that would be great. And again, if you don't volunteer, you will be voluntold. So more than welcome to come on up. And just so, just so all you folks know, too, I, I will be getting a smarmy teenager. So I'm going to need a teenager in a few minutes. So just start getting ready. Great to have you two here. Now we need, we need two more. Come on. All right. All right. One more. Call on someone, Casey. Just point to somebody. Phil Morgan. Phil Morgan, get on down here. All right. Give everybody a round of applause. All right. All right. Clay, you get the easiest job. You just have to say the word but. Is Phil coming down? There he is. All right, Phil. Bobby just got Redrafting. Redrafting right here. So what I want to do is I want to tell you a story here. 
and we're going to see how this works. So I'm going to tell a story. This is one that, that Luke actually shared in Sermon Writing Team, and I thought it was a really, really powerful story. So it snowed a couple of weeks ago, right? And it's supposed to snow soon, but we won't talk about that. So it, it snowed a couple of weeks ago, and, and he goes out and he shovels his brother's driveway. Shovels his brother's driveway. Now, after doing that, he looks to his neighbor, and he sees that his, sees that his neighbor also, who's, a, who's an elderly woman, uh, you know, also needs her, her driveway shoveled. So what does he do? He shovels it. He shovels it. So he's standing there with the shovel. And what is he thinking? Like, what's the good thought there, Casey? You've just, you've just shoveled your brother's driveway. We'll yeah. say your sister's driveway. And, and, and you've just shoveled the neighbor's driveway. So what's the great thought in your head? I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get paid. <laughs> this is... Honestly, Chuck. I should have put him down, <laughs> down there. Oh, good. Let me grab the mic here. Yeah, that's... Casey, I thought we got to capture that for the rest of eternity on the internet. <laughs> All right, so, so Casey, I got to get paid. So, so let's maybe go a different direction, right, brother? All right, and I'm saying this, I'm saying this out of love and the fact that I want you to get married. So, so I, uh, you, you know, you shoveled the walk. What would be the good thought in your head? Yeah, I just did a good deed and helped them out. Did a good deed. Did a good deed. Helped them out. Then along comes this. And Clay is a dear friend. And we'll just say Clay's the head bully today. And the head bully always says just this one word. But. But. And then the story gets really good. So you've just shoveled this, this walk and you're standing at the end. You're like, ah, that feels good. That feels good. The butt comes in. And then along comes voices that say. But I could have done a better job. I could have done a better job. Yep. Could have done a better job. But no one will know it was me. No one will know it was me. You know, like, I, there's, did anybody get it? Do you have a camera on that phone? You know, like, we, we want somebody to recognize it, right? Now, another head bully shows up too. So, so again, great. I feel great. And along comes. I didn't have time for this to begin with. <laughs> I didn't have time for this to begin with. Excellent. And along comes. Uh, I could have done more. I could have done more. I could have done more. Activity enthusiasts, raise your hand. You know, I could have done more. But now I'm going to spend the next two days in bed with now a sore back. <laughs> now I'm going to spend the next two days in bed. Do you see where, where this one good thing can all of a sudden create like these crazy head bullies? But it looks good at the outside. So what we do is we entertain these thoughts. Isn't that a great word, entertain? We entertain these thoughts, we, we, we pull them in, we, we hash them over again and again and again. And so how do we get out of that? We pick up the answer. Wasn't that good? I feel like I'm on the prices right. This is from True Christianity. As long as we believe that everything good comes from God, we don't take credit for the things we do as a practice of goodwill. So it's just a simple, like, instead of like going down to here, if I can interject right here, excuse me, if I can interject right here, like, it's just a blessing. It's a blessing. I get to do stuff. That's good. Thank you, God. It ends the head boys. 
We're not trying. I think, and folks, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to communicate this, so my apologies. I think a lot of the problem is, is we try to have debates down here. In other words, I believe that I can argue with the head bullies, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Phil will go like, yeah, Chuck, you're right. That's not what head bullies do. They, they keep us in a certain space. So instead, just being here like, no, this is a blessing from God. That's all. A blessing from God that we can serve each other and we can love each other. Listen carefully here. And then loving becomes its own form of knowing. Then loving becomes its own form of knowing. Give these people a round of applause, folks. Thank you, Zach. And I think that's, that's where some real power can start to come in because we really need to, as the Bible says, we really need to handle this stuff quickly. Look at this beautiful line from scripture. Quickly settle matters. Like if we start going down that rabbit hole, we're going to go down that rabbit hole. And how instead can I kind of take that silent knower, that united witness, kind of interpose myself there and just, just kind of be there. It's a different kind of approach. When we do that, folks, we start to see that a lot of the time with these head bullies, what they can be is this. They can be bad alleys. They can be bad alleys. Now, it was interesting with the sermon writing team. When we looked at this, uh, you know, people noticed different things. And, and because we have people who love to sort of uh, trash pick stuff for rummage sales, etc., what do you think is the first thing they noticed in that picture? The dumpsters. I think that's part of this, right? At least, at least I think. And I think God wants us to be free from that in a sense. So, so what I mean by the dumpster part is we all have our favorite trash bins. We all have them. And what I can constantly do is I can constantly, when my head bullies start going, I can constantly gravitate right to that particular dumpster. I can open it. I can pull out the, my favorite piece of garbage. I can unfold it and I can share it with you. Does this make sense what I'm saying? It makes total sense, right? It, I hope it does. <laughs> I hope I'm not the only one who does that. You know, and, and, and we can do that constantly going down the row and going down, picking out of the dumpster, picking out of the dumpster, picking out of the dumpster. I think that's, again, where God wants us to be free. So, so a big part of it is this silent watch of this united witness that can look and go like, yeah, if I go down there, it's not going to work terribly well. Because I think what a lot of people do is they believe that they can pick that trash out of that dumpster and this time it will somehow be different. This time I'll be able to pull out that, that argument, that hurt from 20 years ago, and, and I'll be able to re rehearse it, rehash it, and somehow it will turn into gold in my hand. Is it gold, yes or no? No, it's not gold. Is it ever going to be gold? <laughs> no, it's never going to be gold. And that's where I feel like we can start to really find ways to actually move beyond it. Move beyond it. It's interesting, new church, we believe that, that, that we can entertain these thoughts, and I love that word entertain because I feel like we got the thoughts there and we're trying to entertain them. And, 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 and Emmanuel Swedenborg has a, has a beautiful phrase for it. He calls it the pleasure of insanity. Isn't that a great phrase? 
we like it. I love, I love my dumpsters. We love it, and there's a certain pleasure in that. There's a certain pleasure hanging out with certain head bullies. And that makes it hard to kind of move on. And, and, and again, until we have a place of a, of a heart, a real heart, we can't actually give. If we're all tangled up in this, like, like folks, think about it. And you guys will get this right away because you're brilliant. So if these head bullies really get going, they really do their job on Casey. The next time it snows, what does he do? Somebody said it. Nothing. He does nothing. Because he's gotten paralyzed by this, he would sooner do nothing than to actually involve himself in a way. Now, as we look at that, then, then how is it that we actually can start to pull that stuff apart? Now, now here's one where I need exactly one teenager. Could I have a brave teenager, a brave teenager come up? Could you just shout that here I come so I because I can't see you? I hear a chair. Do we have a brave teenager? Here he comes. Here he comes. All right. Give, give the young person a round of applause. All right. So you get to sit right here, my friend. Uh, right there, bunny. All right. So first off, you introduce yourself to the audience. I'm Sam Anziverdon. Right. And Sam's going to Bertucci's with us, too, so that's real good. So I used to be, as many of you know, you know, I used to be a, be a teacher back in the day. Public school teacher uh, out in Pittsburgh, public school teacher in the Poconos, and then I taught at a private school here, Academy of the New Church. So I can spot a smarmy teenager from a mile away. I know right away who's gonna, who I should send to the back of the classroom. I know it instantly. So, so Sam, what I want you to do, I want you to get in the body posture of a smarmy teacher, um, excuse me, smarmy student who should be sitting in the back. Is that good? You'd spot that from a mile away, right? We spot it from a mile away. So I, I take my son out skiing, which is which is ton of fun, right? But remember, we're looking at the words great, but that was great went out, but then this event happened. And this is the background to it. As we're learning to deal with head bullies, start observing them and start just smiling a bit. Start smiling. Because it's crazy. One author put it this way. He said, you know, if, if, you're, if your religion, if your Christianity makes you unhappy, you've got a leak in your religion. And I, I believe that. Because I walk in and I see, you know, a couple of smarmy teenagers and they're, they're sitting, they're sitting at the, at the, at a table there, Camelback. They both work at Camelback and, and they've got microphones. They, excuse me. They've got walkie talkies and they're clicking the walkie talkies. Now that may not sound like a big do, deal to you, but I can, I've, I've had teenagers work for me and they do that to be annoying. I know it. <laughs> so they're, they're just, they're clicking the walkie talkies. They're sitting right beside me. So I sit down and I think I better like turn away from them. So I, I, I sit down and all of a sudden all these judgments are going through my head. Judgments about them. Judgments about breaking the chair. Judgments about what their parents must be like, which is crazy, right? Judgments what they must be like in the high school cafeteria. I mean, it just, it just gets a little crazy, right? 
And then I, as soon as all my judgments are complete, what, <laughs> what happens is this. Is the, is the teenager turns, turn over this way, buddy, taps me on the shoulder and says into the microphone, buddy, you dropped two bucks on the ground. There, there, there it is. Buddy, you dropped two bucks on the ground. Yeah. So I pick up the $2 I dropped. Now, do you see the humor in that? You know, like, I think that's, I think God has this wonder. Here, you can have two bucks. Thank you. <laughs> Give him a round of applause. Here you go. Go on down, bud. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you know, like, it's just, God has that sense. How many of us have had that happen? Right? I think God has that sense of humor all the time. Where, where he wants us to be able to say go to those head bullies. And we can do it, but I think we have to start with it a little lightly. Like, not everything is this great battle. Some of it is just plain fun. And then we can learn other ways to say go as well. These are simple ways, I think, to say go to the head bullies. Just a simple, I am sorry. I'm sorry. Can make a big difference. You know, we, we, as soon as somebody confronts you about something and you know you're a little bit in the wrong, but you're going to make an excuse, just say, I'm sorry. And just, just, just watch, just watch how quickly the head bullies go. I mean, it's like instant. They're gone. If you had a little exchange with somebody this morning on the way to church and it just didn't go terribly well, just at some point in time today, just say, Hey, I'm sorry. And just watch what happens. It's instant. Saying I was wrong. Saying, I don't know. And I think that's a big one. A head bully can be like, uh, you know, I always feel like I have to have the answer. And sometimes I need to learn to just say, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going there. You will be in the presence of other people's head bullies. Those head bullies will invite you into certain conversations that probably aren't going to end terribly well. So just simply being able to go like, oh yeah, I'm not going there. And there's some other really simple ones too. A simple, sacred no. Not an angry no, not a no that we've rehearsed for five years, none of that. Just a, yeah, no, that, that just isn't it. Here is what I know to be true. I think that's real important. Coming back again to that united witness of just, no, this is, this is really what I know to be true for me. This is what I know to be true. And the last one, and I think this is important, hopeful, real life-centered optimism. So, so yes, it's, it's, it's optimism. And that optimism, it's stubborn, it's insistent, it's absurd. It's subversive, and it's a choice. As a pastor, as a pastor, I love this congregation. You're just, you know, you folks amaze me again and again and again. It's just a beautiful thing to witness. And, and I see people come in and they're at their highest. And I see people come in at their lowest. Sometimes within just a few hours of each other. So I know life's got both. And what I've learned over seven years, what I know to be true over seven years doing this job is that life is good. Life is good. 
not perfect, not all smooth sailing, none of that, but that, but that life is good. And sometimes that sounds absurd. But if we can stubbornly hold on to that, it doesn't give the head bullies a foothold. I feel like it, it, it helps God in us to keep on saying through us, go. 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 Makes a huge difference. And it's important as well to constantly remind ourselves like like the importance of this struggle. The importance of us wrestling with these things because it is a great wrestling. I want to show you a video and it's it's one I used, I used it about four years ago, but I wanted to pull it back for this service because I feel like it, it so explains what I would have a hard time putting into words about the value the value of the struggle and why the struggle actually can be the loving thing when God lets us struggle with head bullies. Take a look at this video. I hear you too, Mama. You're right there. It's a powerful portrait of the struggle. 
It's a powerful portrait of a loving God, always there, who knows that if we're going to find our true selves, there's inevitably going to be that struggle. So it's not about doing any of this perfectly. It's about just just doing the best we can. Learning that, yeah, we, we try, but then there's also a letting go of trying. Getting that God's got it. Getting, getting that there is this united witness. There is this deep part of us that are, that's already okay. And maybe that part is the best part to come from in this journey as we battle head bullies. So I invite you now to please join me in prayer. I'm going to say a prayer. Then you have the opportunity to say silently the Lord's Prayer, your own prayer, or to have a moment of quiet reflection. Please join me. So Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. And Lord, help us to, to find ways to be able to see the head bullies for what they are and to be able to say, quite simply, go. And let that go, Lord, reverberate through our lives because that go comes from you. A loving God, a kind God, a God who seeks to call us home, who seeks to hold us in love, and who knows that at times we struggle. Be with us in that place, Lord. Help us, of course, to try, but then at the same time, Lord, help us to let go, to surrender, to turn it over to you to connect at that level of the soul and the heart, one to another and us to you and you to us, that beautiful, beautiful community of saints that you call us to. And that's all of us, Lord. All of us. Be with us, guide us, lead us. In your name we pray, amen. listening you can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv 